Hey beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault. And this pain, it'll never go away. Until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Well, hello, beautiful. We are back for part two of Intrusive Thoughts, how to take control of them so they no longer control you. And I'm really excited to finish this little two-part series with you today because I had some great feedback on part one. Um, There were quite a few of you that reached out and said, Wow, God's timing was so amazing for you to release this. Actually, I had one of you beautiful women literally not even 30 minutes after this episode released contact me and said, this was a God thing because I was throwing up an SOS. The intrusive thoughts were just out of control. I didn't know what to do. And I was getting ready to actually reach out to you. This must have been God. Beautiful. I agree. Without a shadow of a doubt. Because I always seek him when it comes to God. You know what these beautiful women need to hear. You know where they are in their journey. And I just trust him in the process. And he gives me exactly what the next episode is going to be. So just thank him for that one. (laughs) All right. Well, today we are going to dive deep and again, grab your pen and paper because we've got a lot to cover today. So I know last time we talked about quite a few things. We talked about what intrusive thoughts are. We talked about how they affect your life. We also talked a little bit about what you should do in regards to intrusive thoughts. In other words, we started going down the road of how you can control them. But we also, before we dove into that one, we talked about, you know, what you shouldn't do when it comes to intrusive thoughts. For you, the betrayed, as well as the the betrayer, what you should and shouldn't do. Then as we started digging deep, 
we started seeing that, you know, there were many things that we could actually put into place, strategies that would help us when it came to intrusive thoughts. We talked about the rule of three, taking a time out, choosing to turn the movie off, and then, you know, we're now at a point to where we're going to start talking about how to redirect these negative thoughts that are controlling you. So let's talk about it. Beautiful, when you have repeated intrusive negative thoughts, they create a neuropathway in the brain. It's kind of like a deep rut. Think about it like if you have a huge meadow and you're walking the same path day in and day out, well, it creates a dirt road after a while because you mow down the flowers in the field that creates a dirt road. Well, the same thing happens in the brain when you create a neuropathway. It creates kind of like a default or a deep rut in the brain. This then becomes a default pattern that you gravitate to most of the time. And what you gravitate to constantly becomes a belief system. This is like that negative thought that creates a belief system. So in order to stop the cycle, you must create a new neuropathway. This can be accomplished by using a technique called thought stopping. Now, Margaret Werenberg wrote a book called The 10 Best Ever Anxiety Management Techniques. And in it, she's quoted as saying, any thought we think repeatedly makes a sort of neurobiological rut in our brains. Once a neuron pathway is set, it takes some time to change that pathway. So stopping and then interrupting thoughts must be done repeatedly to eliminate the worry tendency over time, end quote. But hear me on this beautiful Saying no to the thought is not enough to change it permanently. Changing a thought pattern that has been embedded in the brain, it takes a lot of work. You can become very fatigued, tired, and overwhelmed in the process. Then you find yourself battling the same intrusive thoughts over and over again. And I heard you on some of that. (laughs) I heard you loud and clear, beautiful. Some of you are like, yes, that's me. Well, I get you. That's exactly what it was like for me. Well, hear me on this. In order to stop the cycle, the thoughts must be replaced with new ones. Now, this is also what Werenberg said in her book. She continued, thought stopping is critical, but it is insufficient on its own. You must also divert your attention to a pre-planned thought replacement. Your brain makes a decision that the thoughts are unnecessary and then exerts control over them, end quote. Well, that sounds great, but how do you do it, right? Well, I want to give you a few things. First, 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, take captive every thought. What does that mean? It means be intentional, like Really be intentional with your thought process and take captive every one of them. In other words, make them submissive unto you, not allowing them to control you like they've been controlling you, but you take control over them. Take them captive. And that word captive means literally making them your prisoner. 
Like take them into your captivity and make them submit to you. Control them. We're also told in Romans 12 too, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Basically, Paul is telling us here that we have the choice to have our minds transformed when we renew our minds. We can literally renew them by taking captive the thought and working through the process of having those thoughts no longer control us, but us controlling them. And then also replacing those thoughts with ones that are life-giving. Again, this is Werenberg saying the same thing in the book that the Bible has told us thousands of years ago, right? So you basically set a plan in place to redirect your thoughts when they begin to run wild. You create a strategy to replace the intrusive thoughts with thoughts that are opposite of those that have been controlling you up to this point. Now, what kind of thoughts are those? Well, thoughts that are true, rational, hopeful, life-giving, pure, good, all of those that would replace the thoughts that are false, irrational, traumatizing, painful, and fearful. I want to give you a few examples here because I know sometimes when we are dealing with intrusive thoughts and they're really, they've been controlling our mind for a long period of time because of the trauma, we need a little bit of help with this. We need someone to help guide us by giving us some examples. So I want to throw a few out there to you, beautiful. The first one is, you know, you can say my life has been changed, but not ruined. A lot of times we speak death, right? Power of life and death is in the tongue. And the words you speak are seeds. They produce a harvest. And you can look at the harvest that you now have and you can look at it and go, wait a minute, what have I been speaking over myself? Because words are powerful. So you need to take that into account. So if you've been speaking things like my life is completely ruined, it's just done. Instead of saying that, replace it. Replace the thought pattern that you're having because the words are coming from your thoughts. So replace the thought pattern with, no, my life has been changed, but it's not ruined. I am capable of making choices that will lead to something good. And then take it a step further. Imagine what those good choices would look like. Imagine where those choices, now that they are good, where they would lead you. Where do you desire to be, right? So this is the thought process. Here's another one. For those of you who are dealing with that thought process of, I am, I'm alone. I'm rejected. I'm here all by myself. Well, instead of thinking on that constantly, let's change it. Instead, say or think to yourself, I am not alone. There are others who have survived pain just like this and found something satisfying on the other side, something more beautiful on the other side of betrayal, and I can too. Then I want you to stop and imagine some of those good stories that you've heard. You know, some of them I've shared here on the podcast 
a lot in my Facebook group. Maybe you've heard them on other um, platforms like Instagram or, you know, some of the other people that you know, maybe in groups in your church or wherever. But think on those good stories that others have told or maybe the good one that you want to eventually tell that now has become your life, right? So think of it that way. Here's another one. Betrayal trauma does not define me. It does not define my marriage. My choice is more powerful than my circumstance. And then take it a step further. Imagine yourself making healthy choices and what the positive outcome of those choices might be. There's another one. Focus on the focusing on the details of his affair. It's going to do nothing to heal me, right? A lot of times that thought process is the obsession. Those obsessive thoughts actually about the affair. Well, we're countering that right now by saying and thinking focusing on the details of his affair does absolutely nothing to heal me. It's not going to heal me. And obsessing over his affair will never move me forward. Rather, I will increase my education, my awareness of the ways we are working to heal for myself and or for my relationship. Think about your partner's attempt to connect with you. Imagine the ways your marriage might change. Imagine what it would feel like for you to finally be healed, to be joyful again, to be free of the trauma, the life that you want to actually live out so that you can become stronger. Think on those things. Here's another example for you, beautiful. I don't have to know every little detail of the affair in order to heal and move on. And that's a huge one because a lot of times we think we need to know every intricate detail in order to heal. And sometimes, beautiful, knowing too much can actually bring more trauma. So instead of obsessing over it, then take a step back and remind yourself Change the thought pattern that I don't have to know every little detail in order to heal, to move on, and to move forward. And this is one of the last ones I want to give to you really quick. Change the thought pattern to this. The affair was not my fault. I'm not perfect, but I am not to blame for his choices as poor as they were. The affair, it was his decision as poor of a choice as that was. And now, moving forward, I will accept my own responsibility for the choices I make from this point on, and I choose to change for the better. But I will not accept responsibility for the affair at all. You see, beautiful, no marriage is perfect. Honestly acknowledge your part in the past marital struggles that you had, because listen, no marriage is perfect. And we all struggle in marriage. It's hard because you have two imperfect people trying to make a marriage perfect and it doesn't work that way. So we have financial woes. We have communication that's just not up to par. The list goes on. You know, you can acknowledge your part in that and then recognize that none of those 
none of the problems that you had in your marriage was an excuse for the betrayal. Recognize it, change the thought pattern, speak truth, and live in it. And now imagine all the ways that you want to change and start moving forward in that process. Realize this beautiful. It takes hard work. It really does. And you must be willing to spend the time investing in it in order to defeat the undesirable thoughts. Rewiring your brain from the thoughts that you've been having because of trauma, it's not easy work. It really isn't. But it is doable, it is possible, and you can make it happen. And once you've put your plan into place, then you're ready to face the next time you're interrupted by the unwanted thoughts. So I want to give you a few things that you can do as an add-on bonus for when you are faced with intrusive thoughts. Okay, you can put this into play and this can really help you. First thing is this, face them head on recognize them for what they are. Don't try to deny the thoughts. Don't try to outrun them. Don't try to ignore them or pretend they don't exist. Really face them. Acknowledge them for what they are. They are unwanted thought patterns. They are unwanted guests. You did not invite them in, but you must face them because if you don't face them, you can't heal from them. So recognize them for what they are. The next thing is this, turn away from them. In other words, put up the rejection sign. (laughs) You have permission to do so. Put the stop sign up, say reject right here and right now. You must say no to them loud and clear. That two letter word is a complete sentence, no. And whether you do this in your mind or out loud, forcibly do this, proclaiming that you are not going to engage in these thoughts anymore, right? I remember one time that the thoughts were inundating me and it literally was like a movie that was playing loudly over and over and over again. And I had to stop where I was in my home and I literally shouted out loud, stop it and stop it right now. And it was like everything went quiet. Everything went quiet because I chose to reject them. So take back that control and reject them. After you face them, recognize them for what they are, you turn away from them, you put up that rejection sign and say no, then you want to redirect your focus. Beautiful, this is crucial, especially at the beginning of the process. You know, the negative thought is not going to easily submit to your no. (laughs) It's not going to easily just, you know, quit. It it doesn't work that way, unfortunately, because the neuropathway in your brain, there's a rut there and it's easy to default to that. It wants to fight back because it wants you to go down that road all the time. But don't allow yourself to get pulled into that kind of struggle. Don't allow yourself to get pulled to go back down the default road. Instead, do something that helps distract you from it. Refocus yourself. And don't focus on the unwanted thing, but refocus on something that's more desirable. I call this funneling your focus. You heard me say this in part one, right? Do whatever works for you, but I'll give you a few ideas, okay? Here's a few ideas. The first thing is this. If the intrusive thought comes, 
and you say no to it, you know, take yourself to a different room in your home. If you're at home and this is happening at home, remove yourself from wherever you are and take yourself to a different room or take yourself outside maybe, but change your scenery. Maybe for you, that's turning on worship music, okay? Maybe for you, that's imagining that you're literally throwing up a huge stop sign that says stop and that you're not allowing anything to cross that that barrier. Um, maybe another one is that you stop and you just pray and you pray out loud and then just seek God in that moment. Or if they are going over and over, maybe it's literally picking up the phone and calling your safe person and saying, look, I've got a thought pattern that's going on over and over and over again, and it's just looping in my mind. Can you talk me through this for a few minutes? That's what your safe person's for, beautiful. Okay, and then what I want you to do after you've redirected your focus is to redevelop the new thought pattern. And this is where you have refocused yourself, you've turned yourself, your attention to something else, maybe a thought, a positive thought, um, you've reshifted your focus. I want you to now start looping in your brain a life-giving thought. Again, imagine yourself healed and whole. Who are you on the other side of betrayal? What do you look like? What do you dress like? How do you speak? What do you eat? Who do you hang out with? All of the new person that you've become in and through your healing process, envision that beautiful woman and focus and nurture that thought process. Beautiful, this will take time, but I will tell you in time, you'll notice that you're actually winning the war in your mind if you stay the course. Now, here's a couple more things. Let go of the past. And I know a lot of times this is a hard thing to do. And I'm not, you know, I'm not one to say, you know, let it go, let it go, let it go. Because I know it's hard to let go. But hear me on this beautiful. Sometimes the past won't let us go because we are unwilling or refusing to let go of the past. And that's just the truth. A betrayed partner who stays stuck, that woman who is just 10 years into this and is stuck in the pain and the misery and the devastation, well, you may still have a lot of work to do in the area of forgiveness because you haven't let go. And again, forgiveness is one of those topics in and of itself. I won't get into it all here. I'll do another in-depth episode on that later. But forgiveness is not a one and done. And it's not a quick thing either. It is a process. You know, this is a process. But forgiveness helps us in the process of healing. Forgiveness doesn't forget the past. It doesn't excuse the past. It doesn't condone the past. It doesn't grant instant trust back into our lives. It doesn't do any of that. But what it does do is it recognizes the pain. It recognizes the trauma and the devastation that's been caused due to the betrayal. It recognizes the injustice that has occurred in your life. And this can be felt for a long time. It really can. But 
it chooses to let the offense remain in the past. And again, remember, sometimes the past won't let us go because we refuse to let go of the past. And hear me on this beautiful. Forgiveness stops dragging the past into your present as a means of shaming, condemning, manipulating. And forgiveness is often an act that heals the forgiver more than the one who was forgiven. It is for your healing process. And again, I'll do a whole episode on that later. (laughs) So the next thing I want to tell you is get support. Listen, my advice to you, and this is strong advice that I want to give to you right now, is for you to find someone to support you through your healing journey, whether that's a counselor, a therapist, a trauma-informed coach, a trustworthy person who will talk to you honestly. This is your safe person. They desire you to be healed. They desire you to be whole, but they are going to call you on the carpet when you need to be called on the carpet. They're going to be raw and real with you, and they're going to allow you to be raw and real with them. This could be a trusted friend, a family member. Maybe it's a co-worker for you, but it's a safe person. But also, you know, choose a therapist or a counselor or a trauma-informed coach who can walk you through your healing process. You need this. And if you are really struggling right now and you are ready to move forward from the devastation and the loss and the trauma, reach out to me. As a betrayal trauma coach, one who's trauma-informed, I have spots available right now that I can literally, we can jump on a consult. It's called a clarity consult. It's a free 20-minute time together over a phone call or Zoom where we assess where you are. We get clear on that. We get clear on where you really desire to be. And then we talk about a plan that we can devise to move you forward. And then you can make that decision if coaching is right for you. Listen, I would love to help you in your healing journey. So down in the show notes is the link. Grab your Clarity Consult call with me, and then we'll jump on and see if it works for you. So let me just say this. Beautiful, be brave enough to ask for help. Be vulnerable enough to tell people, those who are your safe people, to tell them when you need them, to reach out to them when you need them, and respectfully tell them that you need accountability so that you don't become over-dependent on them, but you want them to journey with you through the healing process as an accountability partner. And again, a trauma-informed coach is a great support for you, one who can walk you through the process of healing from betrayal trauma step-by-step. Never go it alone, beautiful. We all need support. I did when I was going through my own betrayal journey. I had to have support because of the trauma that I faced. A counselor needs a counselor and a coach needs a coach. And we're not ashamed to say it. So reach out. So here are my final thoughts for you today as we land this plane on this two-part series. Beautiful, I know that you are in a very hard place and you're dealing with tremendous pain and uncertainty. And I wish that I could do something, anything to change this for you. I wish that I could make 
all of the pain go away because I care about you and I want you to be healed and whole once again, to be free from the pain and the devastation, to have joy in your life so that you can live passionately, abundantly, and joyfully once again. Please realize that you can't change your husband's heart. You can't change his mind. You can't fix him. But what you can do is you can take control over your own healing journey. What you can change is your own outcome by taking responsibility what has been happening to you and in you. You'll stay stuck, not just because he cannot or will not change, but because it's your choice not to change. I hope you heard that. You stay stuck not because of what he chooses or doesn't choose, but you stay stuck by your choices. And you know me well enough, I think you do by now, to know that I don't say this in judgment and I don't say it harshly, but this is with soft heart. This is full of compassionate love for you and sorrow that I feel for you because of what you are going through. When you finally decide to face your fear and walk through it, when you decide to come face to face with the hardcore truth of what you're going through, when you stop waiting for him to change in order for you to heal, that's when you begin to take charge of your life. Now, will there be pain in the process? Yes, there will. Is there uncertainty in this journey? Yes, there is, beautiful. Are there guarantees? No, I wish I could say yes, but no, except for this one. Once you determine that you are important, that you deserve real happiness, that you're worthy to be loved, that you are worthy to be loyal to, that you have the capacity to make choices that are right for you. And from this day forward, you refuse to be trapped in someone else's destructive cycle. That's when you will become unstuck. That's when you begin to heal. And that's when you discover or rediscover who you really are. And you're able to start living your life again. Beautiful, hear me on this. You don't have to be a victim anymore. I know there's a lot out there that keeps women victimized as those who've been betrayed, but you won't hear that here. You're not a victim. You don't have to stay a victim. Yes, you were victimized, but you don't have to be a victim anymore. You don't have to be controlled by intrusive thoughts anymore. You have a choice in this. Whether or not you can see it right now, there is hope for you. There is hope for something beautiful on the other side of betrayal, with or without him. So don't settle any longer. Make the choice to heal from the intrusive thoughts. Make the choice to heal from the trauma of betrayal. You are worth it. Invest in yourself and make that choice to move forward today. I hope this helped you, beautiful. I hope this really, really inspired and spoke to you in such a way that you take the next step you need to make in your healing journey and make it right now. Click below in the show notes and get on my schedule and let's move you forward. Be blessed and I can't wait to speak to you again soon. Bye for now, beautiful. 
Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.